Welcome, one and all, console war veterans and civilian noobs to the 12th episode of the Green vs. Blue podcast. This week's topics, continuing our discussion about next-gen as it approaches, and our hopes and dreams. We are your hosts, David Brown, SD Dog, and PlayStation Pat Fennel. Green vs. Blue is a beautiful place where we, your hosts, discuss the two best gaming platforms in the world, Xbox and PlayStation. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting service. Check us out. Also on patreon.com slash green versus blue. That's patreon.com slash green vs blue. Or hit us at our direct line if you have a question, comment, or concern at psboxcast at gmail.com. That is psboxcast at gmail.com. Pat, where can we find your individual socials? You can find me on YouTube at Variety Pat. That's spelled V-A, Riot, Y, Pat. Or on Instagram at PlayStation Pat. Dave, how about you? Cool. You can find me at Twitch at RealSDDog. I'm not streaming there, but go ahead and check me out. Also on YouTube at SDDog. And you spell that S-double-D-A-W-G. Typically, before we get into the episode, we usually do uh, what's called retroscope. We do uh, corrections or follow-up on stuff that we've talked about in the past. But this week, I don't, I don't have anything, Pat. So we'll move right into our first segment, which is games this week so pat what you playing dave been playing a little rocket league this last week there is a little halloween event or i guess by the time we post this on monday november 2nd the event will be over well you're just you're just playing one game yeah every week now <laughs> what is this just playing one game over and over yeah, I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to jump to next, but I really haven't found anything. I did pick up a couple VR games from the library, Star Wars Squadron, and the other one escapes me at the moment. But the Halloween event in Rocket League really kind of stunk. The rewards were really pitiful compared to years past. That's kind of lame. Yeah. I think I might be jumping into an old gem this week called No More Heroes, a Japanese-developed game. I forget the name of the developer. But anyways, yeah, I haven't been playing many video games lately. I haven't been in the mood, per se, but I'm I'm getting that itch again, so I'm sure I'll be back in soon. But Dave, what, you been, you, what have you been playing? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I can't really talk here because I've been playing the same game for the last 20 years um halo 5 i'll have you know <laughs> oh my gosh we're better at reporting news than playing <laughs> playing a diversity I, of games you know what I'm, i don't even care at this point i'm going to take this time to just go on my halo soapbox i've just been it's just been really hard to be a halo fan right now <laughs> all the news and stuff with halo infinite I, I, I don't have time to really play video games as well recently with just school and midterms and stuff so it's like any chance I get, it's something like I can pop in Halo 5 and just turn my mind off. And like, I can't have the energy to get into a new game and like think about it. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to relax and not. Yeah. I, I feel it. I feel it. Been there before. So that that's why I keep I keep on trucking with the H with the H five train. So, uh, but more anyways, exciting than but more exciting <laughs> <laughs> more exciting than us playing the same games for the last five weeks new games on our respective platforms. Pat, what do we got for PlayStation? Dave, Watch Dogs Legion just came out this week, the third game in the series. We've talked about it before. There's a 
Who's that? Who's that UK rapper? Skepta was it? Has got his own DLC in that game. Oh, what? That's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, but that's really that's a really exciting game. It's available over there on Xbox at the same time, I'm yeah. sure, and PC. So pretty cool GTA clone. If you've got that GTA itch, go ahead and check out Watch Dogs Legion. Then we got a beautiful JRPG called Trails of Cold Steel 4, the fourth in the series. If you haven't checked out Trails of Cold Steel, it's very close to one of my favorite games, Persona 4. And I haven't gotten all the way through Persona 5 yet. I'm thinking that might be a winter game for me coming up here. If you're looking for a cool JRPG, something to, hey, get you through the cold winter coming up, check it out. And then we got a nice little choose-your-own-storyline game. The next game in the Dark Pictures anthology, Little Hope. And Dave, do you know about... Well, you've you've heard of the game Until Dawn. I've talked about it before. Yeah, that, uh, it sounds familiar. This really is the sort of spiritual follow-up to that game. And the studio decided to do a series of smaller games almost more vignettes takes about six hours i played the first one men of medan i believe was the name of it and it took place Mm. on a supposedly haunted ship but good studio and good series good studio with good game output and then lastly something i think you'll be excited about dave a new jeopardy game jeopardy play show why would I be excited about that? Because <laughs> I know you and your wife like watching Jeopardy every once in a while. Oh, yeah. We're we're big tre- Trekkies. We're big Alex Trebekis. Oh, you're a Trebeki. <laughs> is that an original term? Hey, if it isn't, it is now. Trebeki. Hey, you can... I'm a, I'm a casual Trebeki myself. What can... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> So Jeopardy play show. Okay. We'll David, move on. David, what's going on over there on Xbox? So Xbox games. There's actually a good amount. As, as you're listening to this, we're now in November. So I'm here to save you some money. If you got Xbox Live Gold, you get games with gold. So those are free games you can download and own like forever. So choose either Aragami Shadow Edition. Re- retail it for $25. That's a good deal right there available november 1st to the 30th so we got that we got swim sanity which is a 25 dollar game that's free uh, available the 16th of november to the 15th of december and we got full spectrum warrior which is retailed at 15 dollars from available right now till the 15th of november and then we got lego indiana jones 20 dollars uh, value right there so 16th to the 30th of november so those are some good games man save you save you a good chunk of change nice. right r- right as we're in the middle of a little thing called that rhymes with schman schmamic <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> um so we also got some games on game pass so if you got game pass check these out on android console and pc as of november 5th we have celeste we have comanche which is just on pc and we have Deep Rock Galactic, which is on Android console and PC. And we have East Shade also on those respective little platforms right there. And we have Knights and Bikes console and PC. And then finally, on November 17th, we have Ark Survival Evolved 
Explorer's Edition on Android console and PC. So that was a mouthful, but go check those out. Cool stuff. And we got some good announcements over on PlayStation side with PS Plus, the lineup of PS Plus games for November. On PlayStation 4, you can go ahead and download Shadow of War. That is the second game in the Lord of the Rings series. And great series. We, we've we discussed before Shadow of War is not our favorite when it was released. It had a lot of problems with overpriced DLC, yada yada. Mm. But they've made some improvements. And why not? why not pick it up? It's free. At least add it to your downloads list. So you can check it out later if you want. And then furthermore, we got Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition. Ooh, good game. Yeah, you've played it? Yeah, I played it. It's pretty good. What is it's like it? A, uh, it's like a Metroidvania. It's kind of like Ori in the Blind Forest, but obviously different art style. A um, little bit of combat there. Nice. So it's yeah, good. that's the first. Are there other games in the Hollow Knight series? I'm not sure. I think this is the one. It has like a full edition or something. I don't know if they're making another one, but from okay. my knowledge, you know. Got it. But this Void Heart edition does come with extra content. I believe all the content that's been in Hollow Knight. So yeah, pick that up. Recommended by SD Dog himself. And then day one PlayStation 5 users, you can pick up Bug Snacks for free on PlayStation Plus. And hey, even if you aren't planning on picking up a PS5 day one, make sure to grab Bug Snacks on the store through the web browser and you'll at least have one ps5 game before you pick up the console make sure to pick those up before they disappear on november 30th the store updates every tuesday the first tuesday of the month the new slate of ps plus games comes and just by happenstance december 1st is the first tuesday so they will be disappearing on November 30th. Check it out. And then, hey, we got some big news shoved in here. Some big PS Plus news, actually. So Destruction All-Stars has been delayed, but it will be free on PlayStation Plus upon its release in February. So something to be excited about. A game I'm a little excited about. And I think this is a big move. Instead of being $60 which people were very hesitant about. I think it could find some success coming out on PlayStation Plus and get a good audience when it releases and maybe be a hit phenomena, just like one of my favorites, Rocket League. And that's it. Cool. All right, well, that does it for uh, for games this week. All right, so let's head into our big meaty segment the cross-examination. So for new listeners, and just to remind old listeners, cross-examination is a segment where we take big, relevant news about Xbox and PlayStation, where they intersect with each other in the gaming world. We then debate, speculate, or create a discussion of our own which fosters good discourse. Dave, all right. The next generation of gaming starts in about two weeks, and this generation is going to be unlike any that have come before. 
PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and the original Xbox used game discs and local memory cards. The Xbox 360 and PS3 introduced game downloads and updates. At the beginning of the Xbox One and PS4 generation, we didn't know it, but games as a service would become emblematic of this console generation. To a similar degree, inter-console, inter-device gameplay has become the most mainstream form of gaming. Game streaming was introduced this generation on the PS4 and Xbox One, but has not yet fully blossomed. Xbox has certainly placed their bets on the xCloud, and Xbox chief Phil Spencer has already hinted at a TV streaming stick for the service. Google Stadia is also sitting over there in a corner, and Amazon Luna will be another big streaming service with the power of a multi-industry titan behind it. Mind you, Amazon also already owns Twitch, which directly competes with Google Stadia's YouTube integration. Anywho, Dave. What? What do you think is in store for our beloved platforms over the next five to ten years? This this generation. Well, Pat, you kind of alluded to it a little bit there. We're, we're seeing a, a bend toward streaming services. We see a bend toward games going uh going mobile mm-hmm. whether that means a phone or putting something on a certain device to make it mobile uh we're seeing kind of this uh what would be the word ubiquitous approach to gaming where uh the comp- these companies want it to be everywhere i think the whole having a console popping in a disc is definitely going more to the wayside for better or for worse i think they're doing that so they can uh capitalize more off of their games and kind of I, I see uh yeah I, that's 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 what i see from it from a uh, just from a broad point of view how do you think xbox is going to compete this generation with stadia and luna i mean we've talked about before how playstation's kind of already falling behind microsoft's put themselves in a good spot so far but how do you think they're going to fare yeah, I think they're going to fare pretty well. I mean, Xbox has that precedence in the gaming industry, and so does PlayStation. I think PlayStation can easily just, you know, catch up and kind of get on the on the caliber that Xbox is doing with xCloud and, you know, having a streaming stick and whatnot and having their games be mobile everywhere. Um, I think that it, it would be pretty easy for them to fare with, with stuff like Luna around the corner. And Google Stadia, to be honest, is not really on par with, like, I feel like Google, whoever's running Google Stadia is not a gamer and <laughs> they don't understand like what gamers want. So I feel like, yeah, I think I think they're going to do OK, but it's just a matter of how much are these companies going to change because of things like Amazon and whatnot. That That's what I would be more, I guess, inquisitive about. I think a big wild card at the moment, too, is the antitrust lawsuits that are coming up against companies like Google and maybe one day Amazon mm-hmm. because Amazon is such a critical marketplace now who knows where we would be in this thing that rhymes with schlamdemic 
if you said it too close to the word, we're going to get demonetized. <laughs> if, if we didn't have Amazon to be able to buy stuff, to be able to buy necessities. Yeah, they uh, Amazon Amazon really they ste- they're stepping up to the plate here. They they seem like they can do it all. There's a, there's a lot that I mean there's a lot to uh, to definitely look forward to with our beloved platforms here. Yeah, I don't know what else to say there. Hopefully, we see some crossover with some of these different services. Though I'd like to see Stadia or Luna or Apple Gaming. You know, like what if Apple Gaming came to Xbox or PlayStation and you could play the same games you could play on your Apple TV, like mini game sort of games, or I don't know why you would want to if you're playing on your Xbox, but the bigger if you're addicted to some mobile game that you can also play on your Apple TV and you could play it on your Xbox through the Apple Gaming or Luna or Stadia <laughs> app. Yeah, that'd be nice to have that back and forth interchangeable experience. I think we've talked about this before. Apple is very hesitant about letting other platforms go through their ecosystem. They've been very like, they have a huge chokehold on the mobile games. I don't see Apple doing something crazy like that. I do see Xbox trying to do something crazy on Apple, but I don't see it the other way around. And and I think... Who do you think would be the most likely to work with Microsoft and or I, I'm trying to think of who would be the most likely to work with PlayStation. Yeah, I think maybe Amazon and Microsoft. I mean, they are Microsoft has stated that Amazon is like there's going to be their main competitor going into the next generation. So I don't know if they would do something with them. I feel like Xbox and Nintendo have more of like a better relationship in terms of like doing things together, um, sharing kind of IPs or lending them out or if anything, I feel like something with like mobile gaming, that would be something I would see with Nintendo and Microsoft doing. I don't know what that means. I know it's super vague, but I don't see them doing something with like, you know, Amazon or Apple, like as like a partnership. I don't see that happening. Maybe in terms of gaming overall, if the console war sort of shifted, well, it is shifting to this streaming game streaming service war mm-hmm. i wonder if we'll see more of the classic game companies like microsoft sony and nintendo start working with each other more or start working mm-hmm. with these new services if anything i see maybe xbox doing something more with a uh, facebook because when mixer closed they led all the people who are on mixer to, <laughs> to facebook I think they were saying they're doing they might be doing some sort of partnership together. It would also be good to like keep note that social media sites are could also be in this game too with like streaming or or having like a big platform like that too. So we could start seeing more of an integration with TikTok like TikTok gaming. TikTok gaming and then, you know, China owns everything. Owns everything now. We'll see Epics, Epics at it. Cuz they have like what the Oculus Quest or, or the Oculus VR thing is like now so incredibly linked to Facebook that like I heard that's from at least from what I'm hearing like people who don't have a Facebook account like it's you're, it's super incompatible with the uh, VR. Yeah, you have to sign up. Yeah, so you have to have a Facebook to use the Oculus. Yeah, so these top people at social media companies they understand what how important gaming is to you know how big of an industry it is. So I think we're gonna see more 
obscure companies kind of get involved with gaming. What are you outside of the industry or? Yeah, like I think it's weird that Facebook owns Oculus like they bought them like they're a social media platform. And I feel like it's so weird that they own like a piece of tech like that and they control it in such a way. I feel like we'll see more of that. Sure. Well, good. So that's that's where I think we're going. That That's a good spot because let's let's move out of this question. Let's move it out. And as you were sort of saying. These these companies are integrating with sort of unor- in unorthodox sort of ways. And new tech will inevitably lead to new experiences, new types of experiences, just like massive online games like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. You know, f- friends can play together on a PS4, Galaxy phone, iPad and like an Xbox One all at the same time. That would have been something just sort of insane to say, even back in like 20, was it 2017 before? Yeah, just a few years ago, not even. Yeah, like six months before these games came out, that would have been something inconceivable to us. But speaking of all things streaming, via asianikai.com headline Sony nears acquisition of US anime streaming service Crunchyroll and I quote Sony recently obtained the exclusive rights to negotiate for Crunchyroll after acquiring Funimation an anime distributor in 2017 Sony gained 1 million paying subscribers mainly in the US but came up against obstacles expanding this customer base. Crunchyroll has 70 million free members and 3 million paying subscribers in more than 200 countries and regions, including the U.S. and Europe. Crunchyroll would also give Sony more than 1,000 titles that it can use to vary its offerings. So, this is just sort of crazy see so i'm wondering how first off how sony is going to integrate this into their system are they going to use part of crunchyroll's streaming backbone to help buffer their own i wonder if that's a big part of this potential deal but i also wonder if sony you know sony has their own picture studio i wonder if they're going to be launching their own streaming service or if game streaming and video streaming is going to be tied together somehow it makes a lot of sense for them to do something like this i mean uh, they have a huge holding in japan since they are a japan-based company mm-hmm. so it makes a lot of sense for them to do that i think it'd be really weird if microsoft did something like that but uh yeah it looks like it'll work out for them and uh, that will definitely draw a lot more people to to playstation probably they'll integrate there somehow Yeah, so it makes me wonder a little bit if Sony's taking a different approach to how they're handling. If they're going to become maybe more a media and entertainment company overall and like sort of make that their focus Mm. going forward. I can see them doing something like that. Awesome. Just Just a little food for thought. But also speaking of future tech... 
the PlayStation 5 has been arriving in the hands of reviewers. Luckies. Dave, has ha, have units of the Xbox One been going, Xbox Series X <laughs> been going out? Yeah, every every YouTuber I follow has a has a 10 minute unboxing video or only two minutes of it is them actually unboxing it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it sort of seems like the same case with Sony. I've watched, I haven't watched any PS5 ones. I've watched a lot of the Xbox ones, of course. Yeah, I like the way the Xbox Series X is, uh, I think they packaged it pretty cool and uh, it, it looks sick. Cool. I think Sony had, it's been the same case with Sony, but I think Sony had like, a very rigid embargo about what could be shown when because like it seemed like the it was very coordinated like the first day everyone who had one tweeted a picture of the box and then the next day was like them opening the box like I can only talk about the label on the box in this video guys so <laughs> Check out my next one in the next video. Is like, all right, guys, now we're going to open the bubble wrap. This is all I can show for this video. All right. Check you on the next one. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any videos of the, anybody turning them on yet. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there is some definitely some rigid embargoes with both I, on Microsoft's end that they had. A, there was a couple of videos like that where it's like, oh, I can't, I can only say I have the Xbox. Like, and then the next one was like, I can only show the Xbox. All right, now I can unbox it. <laughs> I shouldn't say there aren't any gameplay videos out. I think the embargo for that just broke a little bit before we recorded this here episode. And according to tech review YouTuber David Lee, a.k.a. at Dave2D. Hey, that's, that's just like you, Dave. What's up, man? You should... Shouts out. You should tweet at him be like hey we got the same name we should we should we should collab it <laughs> i'm down can we come over and use your ps5 anyways in regards to the playstation 5 dual sense controller said in a youtube video said quote you can have your eyes closed even and you can tell that you're walking on water stepping on sand walking on wood or glass or metal and it all feels different end quote that's pretty cool. So it is a really cool feature. And this is for the VR, correct? No, this is for the the controller, the PS5 controller itself. Oh, they're getting like sand in their hands and stuff? Yeah. Well, I can actually feel the sand on my... That's pretty cool, though. Haptic. That's, that's like the haptic feedback doing its thing, huh? Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to get my hands on, the, on these uh, sandy controllers. <laughs> <laughs> besides the controller redesign for the ps4 the dual sense definitely is the most dramatic change ever for the playstation controller i think it's really exciting this generation that we're going to be seeing just like it really is creating a new sense you know maybe that's why it's called the dual sense because you can <clears throat> like the name is really fitting for it instead of yeah. the dual shock dual shock 5 i think yeah yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Back in 2018, Xbox introduced their handicap-friendly adaptive controller, which offers unprecedented access to people who cannot use traditional controllers. Have you ever seen this controller, Dave? Yes. 
it's pretty sweet. So it's more like a flat plate, almost like a like a joystick fight pad. Mm-hmm. And you can add all sorts of little accessories to it to change it and change the play style based off whatever the user is capable of doing. So that's pretty sweet. But other than that, Microsoft has not made any substantial changes to their controller through the past generation. But they seem to constantly be making like little tinkering changes. Is that's is that the case, Dave? I just want to yeah, they had like a share a share button on the new controller for the Series X, and that's like the main difference. That's like the only main difference, pretty much. But they keep changing the the D pad, right? That that's also changed too. Yeah, and they've changed it a couple times throughout the last generation. Is that correct? Yeah, from the 360 to the Xbox One was a big jump. And then Xbox One controller has pretty much stayed the same. They, then they came out with the Elite controller, you can, which you can customize, uh, like the back pedals and the buttons and stuff. So, yeah, they I think, man, they got their they got their controller game down over at Microsoft. I'm really excited to get my hands on the DualSense, but sort of another area that PlayStation has to catch up on. Or maybe they're yeah. choosing not to. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Microsoft is kind of they, they they know what works, so that why why change it? You know. Yeah, maybe not PlayStation, but in the last generation, Naughty Dog took a huge step with Last of Us Two, making all sorts of accessibility options to the point where people that were like legally blind were able to play through the game. Oh, that's pretty sick. I'm sure there's options, too, that you could use that adaptive controller on a PlayStation 5, but just still kind of a bummer that it's there's nothing first party. But besides that, I think we're going to see some cool ways, cool adaptions that we are interfacing with our games this next generation. And PlayStation has already made some inroads with PSVR, but... Before we move on, I have a few pieces of news about PSVR. What's that? Via Sammy Barker at PushSquare.com, headline, PlayStation 5 games won't support PSVR, Sony says. So basically, PS5 games will not be compatible with VR. And in the case of games like Hitman 3 being the real prime example at the moment, If you want to play the VR portion of the game, you will either have to be on a PS4 or on a PS5 with the PS4 version of the game. So if you're in love with Hitman, have VR, want to play it on PS5, you're going to have to have two copies of that game downloaded on your console to be able to fully take advantage. So they are going to have VR on PS5 or they're not? So the PSVR will be compatible with the PS5, but it seems to be the case that PSVR games will only be compatible with PS4 games. So when the time comes that 
a next generation VR game comes out that is only on PS5, you will have to have the yet to be announced PSVR 2. Okay, so they're kind of just separating that all the PS4 VR games from PS5, but there will be PS5 VR games. It's just not it's just going to be two separate things kind of. Yeah, it'll be a new headset that probably will not be compatible with the PS4, but that's to be expected. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I mean, if they come out with the PSVR 2 or whatever pretty soon, I mean, it, it won't be too much of a bad thing, I guess, but it does suck for the time being. Yeah, maybe it's indicative that the PSVR 2 is closer on the horizon than sort of previously expected. Hope so. I mean, no one's really talking about it yet, but yes, hope so. So lastly, Dave, both Microsoft and PlayStation are simultaneously releasing two devices, one of which cannot read physical media. Xbox has also rumored a streaming stick. Dave, do you think this could potentially be the dreaded final console generation? You're talking like physical console? Yeah. Um... Maybe, maybe not. Uh, historically, consoles, console generation happens, you know, once every six or seven years. We're thinking ahead of 2027. I mean, that it does sound like a far way off. The industry is very slow to change. Um, I, I don't think so. I think it might be a couple more generations before we see something that drastic. Consoles still have a big draw with people, people who can't necessarily for, afford a PC um even if a pc is you know a cheap pc is like 1200 bucks or something like that you know these consoles are 600 bucks typically five or six hundred bucks that's still you're saving a lot of money there and a lot of people enjoy playing on consoles it's always been a staple of the industry so i don't think so but i do think we'll see more of a uh a departure from it than uh that, that we see right now for sure i think it's leading it's going in one direction it's not going back and forth Good points. Good points. People have been speculating since the PS3 360 generation that, you know, the PS4 generation, the Xbox One would be the last consoles. Clearly, that's not the case. And I think maybe we'll see more iterations of these consoles. You know, we're already starting out with two. Two in each corner. And that's unprecedented in itself. So, very exciting things on the road ahead. We will have to see. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, definitely have to see there. I don't see it happening in the, in the next six or seven years. But as, as I was saying, I think they're on that trajectory. I don't see it going like going back a peg. And then, oh, let's leap ahead and then let's go more. Toward. It's, it's not really a back and forth thing. It's really like just a matter of when. When can we get that inf infrastructure for streaming like, you know, like that, like snap your fingers, load up a game? I think the Internet infrastructure is the biggest lag behind at the moment. No, no pun intended. Ha. Huh. But I think that finishes that. What do you say? Yeah, I'd say so. Put, put a needle in it, put a pin in it, as they say, for now. Great. Let's head in to Fast Fire News. So, for listeners old and new, 
fast fire news comes at you faster than Harrison Ford driving a flying car in the 1982 film Blade Runner. Faster than Harrison Ford running in Lego Indiana Jones that you can pick up now on Games with Gold. Oof, good plug. Good plug. I was wondering where you were going with that one. I mean, there's only so many Harrison Ford movies. So. <laughs> we're going to go through every single one. So don't don't you worry, guys. I've started a list. I got puns lined up already. All right, hit, hit me with that fast fire news, Pat. There has been a new PlayStation app update. As of recording, it still has not gone live on Android, at least. It might be live on the Apple App Store. But it is a complete overhaul of the UI. As mentioned previously, you will be able to talk to your friends on PS4 and PS5 through the app. As I mentioned last week... The store has been completely overhauled, and that is the case with the app now. The capacity of being able to control and download apps and games to your PS4 and PS5 has been added. That's kind of nice. And then on October 28th through the PlayStation blog, we got five new PS5 games announced. So interestingly, the day they were announced on October 28th, the PlayStation blog came out with this big tweet saying they were going to be revealing five new games, but only three of them had write-ups on the actual PlayStation blog. The final two that I read here were only revealed through tweets, which I thought was kind of strange to only give spotlight to three of them, but These are the five games. So first off, we got Tribes of Midgar. And that's like this bird's eye view medieval RPG. And the real draw to the game is going to be fighting these giants. You know, you got your character on screen. But from the trailer, the giants are like 30 times the size of your character. Which is pretty sick. You know, think Shadow of the Colossus. And Tribes of Midgar is going to be coming out in 2021. The second game revealed was Temtem. And Temtem is, despite its silly name, is an MMO creature collection game. Something people have been begging Pokemon for years to do. I think Temtem's going to give Pokemon a good run for their money. And hopefully inspire some improvements in the Pokemon games but I'm going to be super stoked to jump into Temtem and that is going to be available on early access December 8th for PlayStation 5. The third game that was revealed to us is called Haven and that's a beautiful game just like the much beloved 2012 game Journey. And it's a little adventure that can be played solo, but it is meant to be played co-op. It's a floaty journey RPG combined with some classic JRPG combat. In, In terms of the graphics, it sort of looks like a combination of Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus 
and like 3D rendered anime shows. I was trying to think of the anime show that I watched that it evoked, but it was it was some cruddy one that I binge watched in a single night. Anyways, Haven will be coming out on PS5 December 3rd and will be coming to PS4 in 2021. And then the last two games that were only revealed through the Twitter were Spirit of the North. And it, it reminded me of Ghosts of Tsushima, but this time you are the fox who can see these magical little fairy paths. And Spirit of the North is pretty, but Dave, there seems to be an awful lot of games these days with animals as the main characters. Yeah, I mean, you can probably blame the furries for that. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the truth. Thanks a lot, guys. But hey, maybe we'll get an awesome game and then we'll be thanking the furries. But we'll have to see. I mean, uh, yeah, thank, thank, the, uh, thank the furries for keeping Crash Bandicoot alive, Star Fox. What else? I'm not sure what else. But Dave, I don't know. we'll find out on November 26th when Spirit of the North comes out digitally. And then... On December 4th, you can pick up a physical edition of Spirit of the North. Then lastly revealed was The Pathless. And this is coming from Giant Squid Studios, makers of underwater game Abzu. Some easy gamer score for that game. Yeah. Oh. Easy, easy platinum. And Abzu, in fact, speaking of journey, is sort of like the underwater journey. Yeah, Abzu is that's a quick one. It's a pretty easy gamer score, pretty pretty chill playthrough. Uh, it's kind of boring to be honest, but you did it you enjoy it at least? Uh, I mean, I just got it for the gamer score, so if I was playing just to play it, I think I wouldn't enjoy it as much. But so yeah, that's just me. So all right, well, if you if you thought Abzu was boring, that's all right because the Pathless is a fast paced moving archer combat game it gave me a little bit little bit of mulan 1994 vibes was mulan 94 whatever the you know the classic disney animated film but we've been mentioning journey so much in the last three minutes and speaking of it the music in the pathless is by austin wintori of journey And that was the first ever Grammy-nominated video game. So this game might end up being pretty cool, have a pretty amazing soundtrack, and we'll find out on November 11th. I guess just, just the last little side note as we move out of these games. PlayStation 5 comes out November 12th. The fact that this preloads November 11th gives us a little insight that the games will load up onto the PlayStation Store the day before the release of the console. Very cool. So Very, very cool. Very cool. So moving on, you can now request a PSVR camera adapter to use for your PSVR on PS5. The last one for me. This one comes from Subhasish Das at gamefine.com headline PlayStation 5 trademark dispute finally cleared up 
Sony had some problems with the PlayStation 5 trademark over in India. The trademark over there was owned by a Delhi man, Hitesh Ashwani, and the problem has been resolved. So the roads are clear for the PlayStation 5 to sell in India. So you'll be shelving out 40,000 rupees for the digital edition over in India or 50,000 rupees for the disc version but there is still no official release date but good news the PlayStation 5 will be available to a billion more people nice welcome to the PlayStation family welcome welcome back more people on PlayStation 5 let's go Dave what what's going on All right, Pat, that's a, that's enough PlayStation. Uh, yeah, that's enough PlayStation talk. That's 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 enough. That's enough. Okay. Are you gonna meet okay, me? So let's talk about some Xbox. Not a, not a lot of Xbox at all. I'm gonna mute you. Speaking of, uh, I can't segue that at all. There's a new Mandalorian Xbox controller and a charging deck. Go look it up online. It looks really sick. I wouldn't mention this if it wasn't. What is it? Yeah, it's, I think they're selling a bundle together. The, so it's like $169 or something. Oof. So it's kind of pricey. It's kind of pricey, especially uh, in the middle of a flan flemic. So, uh, <laughs> what does, so yeah, what's I, it look like? <laughs> it's got like the Mandalorian uh, insignia on it, on the front. On the back, it has some good old Baby Yoda patterns on it or something. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Just go just go look at it. Cool. Aside from that, we're slim pickings this week, guys. We got a... Uh, so we got Microsoft leaning into some memes. So everyone was calling the Xbox Series X a fridge. It looks like a fridge. <laughs> All you PS fanboys out there, think you're so clever. So Microsoft, also not being so clever, leaned into the whole meme culture. You know, corporate Twitter handles. You know, clapping back at their at their audience. Classic. They actually made a uh, Series X fridge for real, like a life size fridge. And I quote from The Verge, This fridge is a one-to-one scale replica of the Xbox Series X, measuring more than six feet tall and weighing 400 pounds. It even has an Xbox logo at the front that lights up, and the Xbox Series X boot sound fires up when you use the disk drive slot to open the fridge door. Okay, that's pretty cool. The fridge the fridge glows green inside, because why not? And uh, end quote. Oh my gosh. So it's actually pretty sick. I would love to win a fridge. So if you guys are... If you Microsoft, if you're listening, just send me one, please. I play Halo Five every day. I'm I'm still here. I'm still here. But yeah, this is cool. I mean, if they make life size discs to put into the fridge, then I'll <laughs> then you'll buy Halo Infinite. Then I'll buy. Then I'll buy Halo Infinite. How so, much space would it take up for you to have the whole Halo series? <laughs> what would you put inside of the fridge? That's my question. You going to put food in there? Hell no. Well, I hope they installed like the motherboard and the all, you know, all the hardware for the actual Xbox inside of it and an HDMI port on the back. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> stupid. That would be sick though if they put like a crazy LED screen on the front of it so you could play your Series X like dude that 
missed opportunity. I'm sorry, guys. There's already refrigerators with TVs. Why not? They're only giving. It's not like they're selling them in mass. They're giving out like a certain amount. You think they would put like a 4K screen on there, right? And like showcase the Series X being played on a fridge? Like, come on. Come no, on, you put an HDMI port on the back and then it's the best thing ever for people in studio apartments. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Just you need like 30 foot HDMI or 10 foot <laughs> HDMI from a TV to the fridge. Come on, Xbox marketing. Check us out. Free, uh, we're, anyway. gi- we're giving you <clears throat> such good free ideas. As we do every week. Every week. Every week. And we got Snoop Dogg in front of that picture promoting the Xbox. So, you know, you know, when you have an emaciated Snoop Dogg posing in front of the Series X, you know, it's going to be a, a lit launch, baby. Ooh. But yeah, nothing really too much going on. Um, I was going to briefly, briefly mention that we had uh, Todd Howard. Uh, it's just kind of non-news. He's just kind of reaffirming. He was being very positive about the future of the Bethesda acquisition as to be expected. We just have a uh, another confirmation that, you know, their partnership is going to be going strong here. So we'll see how that goes in the future. But that's... Oh, he's positive that his relationship's going to be good with the people who are paying him? Him paying him, yeah, billions of dollars? Okay. Yes. So I would hope so. I'd hope you wouldn't say anything negative after getting billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in the contract somewhere. Anywho, that's all we got, we got for Xbox this week, guys. We will definitely, definitely have some more to serve up for you in the next two episodes. It's going to be big. A lot of news. Is the next episode COD? The next episode, uh, it might be a Call of Duty themed episode since we have the release looming. So check that out. We'll make a, uh, a very sentimental Call of Duty tribute. Yeah, next week will be Call of Duty. Awesome. Next week's Call of Duty special. But that does it for Fast Fire News. Slow burn news, however you want to see it. As we we wait, patiently wait for this next console generation. Yeah, boy. Let's finish the show. Uh, all right, so let's move into our rotating segment, Pat. We have a, uh, I got a burning question for you. What's that, Dave? Ro- 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 rotating segment. This is called our burning question. I'm pretty sure. Does this count as a free fire fact finder? This counts as a free fire fact finder. I don't know if we had this last week. Who cares? We're just going to roll with it. Rotate. Rotate. Appreciate. Delineate. Pat, so I have a question for you. What? What's your angriest gaming memory? Angriest gaming memory? It could be you or or it can be someone else. Some Something where something happened where you were playing a game. Something just happened where it was like beyond being agitated. It was just so mad. Whoever it was, they were just so mad and something happened. It would definitely have to be. I can't think of anything specific, but I had a friend in middle school named Zach and his little brother. There were four brothers. Yeah, there's four four of them total. I'm not in touch with them, but Zach was the oldest. The second oldest, I remember he and Zach would get into it and there was many an instance usually probably fueled by mario party sometime maybe it maybe a couple games of halo or some just some just bad other game that we were playing back in our youth 
and he he would just get so angry. There would be yelling. Controllers would get thrown. Consoles would get turned off in the middle of games. <laughs> it was a mess at times. Just being a sore a sore loser. Very sore. Yeah. The angriest I've probably gotten was a couple times at Rocket League. You know, you just match with people who are dumb or people who drop out of games. People are just being rude online. I think two different instances after, you know, just kind of playing the game too long, getting sort of tired of it anyways, we'll have, you know, like a losing streak, in encounter someone mean online or mm-hmm. a series of bad teammates and two instances I've rage quit and just deleted the game. But anyway, we've all been there. It's okay. Keep coming back. I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm just going to say mine because I don't feel like doing re- approaching this again in another episode. Sure. Why would we want to talk about angry Why stuff? Because we... you know what? Sometimes we can do that. We can share our emotions and your emotions are valid. I'm here to tell you that. Anyone out there listening, my angriest gaming moment for me, I mean, I don't really have one. I used to get really mad when people would beat me at like Halo, like my brother, but that would barely happen, to be honest. My brother, I'd be playing against my brother and my dad like split screen and they would finally, they finally learned how to beat me playing on Halo 2 and I would get really mad and walk out of the room and stuff. But that's like, that's the extent of it. That was when I was like eight years old. So I'm like, come on. But uh, yeah, when it comes to like, uh, people messaging me online, I don't really get mad. I kind of get, I kind of just try to out troll them, I guess, if that's the word. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, I'm pretty good with my anger online, but it was funny stories about, about the same age as when I played Halo 2 around eight or nine or whatever. There was this friend I'd go over, his name was Javon and I would go over his place to play Madden and we play and he, he would smoke me like every game, but, and this had nothing to do with the actual gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like one moment. He like paused it and was like, "Hey, I gotta go to the bathroom." <laughs> and I was like, "Cool." And for some like something happened where I like accidentally kicked over the GameCube or something. Like something happened where like I pulled the cord too hard on accident. It was like nothing. I wasn't angry or anything. Uh-huh. And like the, the GameCube like fell backwards and it like it, it like turned off the. I don't did something where I thought it was broken. It made like this weird sound. And he came back from the bathroom and he like, he's like, what happened? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Like it just fell. And he was like super mad. Like he wouldn't talk to me for like a solid 10 minutes. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the game so worked and it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. But if it didn't, I felt like I probably would have, he probably would have beat me up or something. Yeah. So we'll, I don't know. <laughs> Games were expensive when you're young. I will say back when the 360 days, you would put in a game and then you'd move your Xbox like even slightly. It would just like ruin your disc and make like a perfect ring around mm-hmm. your disc. That would get me pretty damn pissed. But that's understandable. So, yeah. Anyways. Well, I think that's it. So definitely, definitely a burning question for sure. Good, good, good question. Good question. I have to say, Dave. Well, Pat, does that does that do it? That's it. We have been your hosts. David, SD Dog, and PlayStation Pat Fennel. Green versus Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite podcast service. 
Hey, wherever you're listening now, right before you switch to a new song or podcast, please drop us a rating or drop us a comment and help support the show. But you can directly support us by heading to patreon.com slash green versus blue. That's patreon.com slash green vs blue. Dave, where can we find you on the interwebs again? You can find me at SD Dog on YouTube or on Twitch. You can find me at Real SD Dog. And you can find me on YouTube at Variety Pat. That's V A Riot Y Pat. Or on Instagram at PlayStation Pat. If you have any burning questions or comments about today's show, or if you have anything else to say about the podcast, please hit our direct line at psboxcast at gmail.com. That's P-S-B-O-X-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Before we end cap this episode, just to uh, give a quick shout out to our Patreons that already support us out there. We really appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll keep on keeping on. Well, thank you for listening. And we will catch you next time. See you guys. Thanks. Bye-bye.